the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody... Wherever you see Adam Kinzinger, you see a never-Trumper brigade of frauds and con artists, but more importantly, failures. I almost am impressed that a failure like Adam Kinzinger, a buffoon, a fraud, first elected to Congress for the so-called Tea Party. And now his claim to fame is that he hates Donald Trump so much, he'll throw away every principle he was elected for. I mean, that's what we're really facing. And that's kind of what goes into... The attack we're witnessing on Donald Trump. I would have preferred if we could discuss the successes and the failures. I would have preferred that. I would have I would have found that to be more interesting. And then you still have to have the the optimism, the blind stupidity to not understand there is no election. There is but a selection. And that's the beauty of Donald Trump running. And that's the beauty of what we saw when he was robbed of his last victory. So now the the, the scheme by Spectre, called our government, by that Leviathan of corrupt whores and pimps and whatnot, is to get us back in the game. So at a certain point, you have to almost wonder, is this the plan to get us back in the game to help us, help distract us from the fact that the Leviathan grows and it grows and it grows? The Department of Homeland Security has a consistent track record of creating duplicative programs. Over the past 12 years... The Government Accountability Office, the GAO. What do you mean you don't know what that means? That means a lot of the same bull dung. They hire the same morons. Everybody votes Democrat. They spend astronomical amounts of money, and they spend exactly what their budget is, so they get a compounded increase every year, and you don't know who's working it. You know. ...has documented over 1,100 cases of duplicative programs created by Congress. Everybody's got a great idea. We're going to fix this. But they don't ever take time to look up to find out that somebody had the idea three years before and they already created a program to fix this. So sometimes we have as many as 80 different programs 80. to fix a problem that's already been fixed previously 80 times. It should come as no surprise to any of us that our government has grown into a $6.5 trillion leviathan. And this body seems more interested in passing bills than understanding the contents of the bill. Now that's $6.5 trillion. Not only is it a record if we just pretend it's 6.5, it does not include the disaster of our foreign policy. It doesn't include the CIA. It doesn't include the ever-growing Pentagon missing money. It's just the number that they feel will offend you, but will never make you aware. And the ramifications of that are what we discussed yesterday. The fact that since 1909, the rating histories of the American government, only the second time since 1909 has it been downgraded. So that's the information that they're trying to bury. And, and who to send to bury something other than somebody who has slayed bottles and cases of Viagra? Janet Yellen. 
Fiscal, prior, fiscal responsibility is a priority for President Biden and me. Earlier this year, the president signed debt limit legislation that included over a trillion. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Is, is, is Janet Yellen, where, did Janet Yellen run with Biden? I mean, it was, 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 did anybody assume that he would hire the Viagra Slayer from the Dutch boy can of paint? I, I, I think Kamala Harris believes she ran with Joe Biden. She, I know she's there when he, they were changing his diaper on the changing table. In the meantime, she thinks she ran on the economy. President Biden and I came into office with a plan to strengthen I told America's economy. We knew- I told you it was President Biden and I, Squirrel. I think Janet Yellen said me. Ah, what's the difference? That for far too long, our economy has not worked for working people. So this is fascinating to me, not just because she's a two-bit half-ass lawyer, who got her position because she was more than willing to get naked a couple times a day in Willie Brown's Buick Riviera, but because she's never done anything in the economy. Hey, dummy, what have you done? Oh, right. Your father is an admitted Marxist economist, whatever that is. Well, I know what it is. It's what Janet Yellen is, because she thinks this stuff is working. Fiscal Fiscal responsibility is a priority for President Biden and me. Earlier this year, the president... Could you find out if it's me or I? That's aggravating me, these two dummies. President signed debt limit legislation that included over a trillion dollars in deficit reduction. His budget would also improve the fiscal outlook by reducing the deficit by $2.6 trillion over the next 10 years. This is all a lie. And the reality is that for the second time in American history, we get downgraded. Now, the ramifications of that downgrade is what's truly interesting. The ramifications of that downgrade mean that each and every American citizen owes 95000 But if you ever look at the information, it always says that the, per taxpayer, it's 275000 And the reason is, we got a lot of dead weight. And in that per taxpayer, it counts, ironically enough, people who derive their money from government spending. Well, how does that work? How does a recipient of government cheese become a taxpayer? And the real answer, when you strip away all the political bull dung, is it never works. So when you talk about each taxpayer, you owe just on the debt we have, not the one we accumulate, probably close to $800,000 per real private sector taxpayer, which means we're bankrupt. And that is why they downgraded us. And by the way, they were gentle when they downgraded us because they didn't take into account What's on the horizon just a few months away? Can you believe this? Gas mowers will one day be a thing of the past here in California because the state has banned the sale of gas-powered lawn equipment by 2024 to curb emissions. All right, experts say using a commercial gas-powered lawnmower for an hour, it's like driving from L.A. to Las Vegas. Well, yeah, what's dropping a cluster bomb, though? Hey, hey, moron, what is dropping a cluster bomb on an oil refinery do? What is blowing up a pipeline do? What is blowing up a dam do? Because the greatest polluter isn't some little old lady or some team of landscapers cutting lawn. The greatest polluter is the American military. <gasps> what did he say? Yeah, that's what I said. And yet in this agenda, none of their frollies of policy profiteering will ever be touched because they've got a new policy to profiteer from. And We were the, given an example of this. In a investigative report done by James O'Keefe, 
You've read the headlines, you've seen the reports, climate change, the catastrophic turmoil that we're all facing. Our focus was to get Trump out of office, right? Without saying it, that's what it was, right? So our next thing is going to be for climate change awareness. Do you think it's- this is why I'm not going to give time to this fraud and the perfect example of an Illinois Republican by Adam Kinzinger and the thoughts of Marxists who are trying to distract me and you. This is about absolute and total destruction of the American economy. So that we resemble these third world hellholes like our government represents in its policies. I mean, just like a lot of like fear, like climate. Yeah, fear sells, fear sells. Climate is going to take years, so they'll probably be able to milk that for quite a bit. And we know, based upon what Charlie Chester at CNN said, that this has been in the works for a long time. This summer feels like a page torn from the book of Revelation. President Biden has treated climate change with the urgency it requires. We really want to pretend these things are normal. What we're talking about right now is record after record after record after record. They've already announced in her office that once the public is will be open to it, we're going to start focusing mainly on climate, climate like global warming. And like that's going to be our next slide. Now, who's the biggest threat to that? The biggest threat to the agenda of government-controlled dictation over fracking lawnmowers as they blow up 80% of the world was Donald Trump. Donald Trump immediately stopped the green Nazi agenda. Yes, he did. The Fourth Reich and the control of everything, even to your fracking lawnmower. And this is a law in arguably the most beautiful state in the country, but clearly a strong economy before they started implementing these kind of rules. Lawn service workers say electric equipment has its limitations. Well, it doesn't last as long, right? So we use a battery, it only lasts me like 20, 30 minutes. And then after that, I have to go charge it. Now, homeowners are already snatching up e-powered products and gas-powered equipment can still be used in 2024, but only a new electric equipment can be purchased. So what does that do to costs for people who are old? You know, the ones that actually were taxpayers, the ones that actually are an asset to the nation rather than a leech, a roach, like so many people, whether they be citizens or not. What does it do for their costs just in maintenance? And then what does the government do? Well, the government does what you see in most of the worst neighborhoods in Chicagoland. They penalize people in lower to middle class neighborhoods if their grass isn't cut on regular schedule. Did anybody think about the ramifications down the road? I mean, aside from. A landscaper who's in the business. Start 2024 that you can no longer purchase internal combustion engines, which essentially includes a lot of lawnmowers, leaf trimmers, and hedgers, and that sort of maintenance equipment. They did this because they wanted to help the environment. How that affects us is that in order to procure that equipment, the cost of that can be upwards of 400% more to the small business owner. They have to either work more. If there's three employees on a truck, you're going to have to have about 50 batteries to get through the day. My guest today is Jay Martinez. Today he'll discuss how a new law will impact the landscapers in California. We are doing this episode to highlight the challenges that hardworking landscapers will face in the upcoming years in California. Now, this is new after an economy that was booming before they released the greatest biological weapon on mankind called COVID. One president who I could discuss his reaction to COVID and tear it apart like everybody else can who thinks about it. But he posed the greatest threat to the Leviathan of corruption that is the government writ large. 
So they are going, and when I say they, I mean the government. Spectre is going to protect itself. And yes, I have Klaus Schwab. The technology now is, and uh, digital technology is... Shut up, son of a Nazi. In the meantime, here's what Trump had to say when he got back on the plane to get the hell out of D.C. Well, thank you very much. This is a very sad day for America. And it was also very sad driving through Washington, D.C. and seeing the filth and the decay and all of the broken buildings and walls and the graffiti. This is not the place that I left. It's a very sad thing to see it. Uh, When you look at what's happening, this is a persecution of a political opponent. This was never supposed to happen in America. This is the persecution of the person that's leading by very, very substantial numbers in the Republican primary and leading Biden by a lot. So if you can't beat him, you persecute him or you prosecute him. We can't let this happen in America. Thank you very much. And who was supposed to make sure this couldn't happen in America? Who were those Tea Party candidates? A never trunker Trumper scum like Adam Kinzinger. Bust out child. Never did anything in his miserable life except betray his voters. Just like the the short in the pants bust out that used to be behind this microphone. How's his presidential campaign doing? Was he on CNN too? Who gives a rip? These are the assets of the Leviathan, of the assets of the Marxist mafia. These are the wannabes who better step and fetch when the leader of the Fourth Reich tells them something. Mainly have an analytical power. Now we go into a predictive power, and we have seen the first examples, and your company very much involved into it. But since the next step could be in, to go into a prescriptive uh, mode, which means um, uh, you you do not even have to have elections anymore because you can already uh, predict what uh, predict, and afterwards you can say why do we need elections because we know what the result will be. Can you imagine such a world? Yavol, Herr Nazi! It's the only kind of world where you can stand on your two feet rather than on your knees in a prison cell, you rat bastard. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Oh, you better save that for Friday. What are you doing? You're up a day early. Don't worry about the voice. I'll be all right. It's not like I'm a Democrat. Any excuse to take a day off, huh, dummies? Sit in your truck and you still do nothing and you're still worried about a day off and where you're going to eat next. Yeah, but they and do they count as taxpayers? I believe they do. Uh, in the meantime, the greatest obvious admission by the Fourth Reich leader, Klaus Schwab, Herr Schwab. Can we call him Herr? Isn't that what they used to call him? Herr Schwab? Let's do Herr Schwab. Herr Schwab, ironically bold. Herr Schwab says we don't even need election. We're going to predict them from now on. Well, you stole them last time. So I'm not going to do what you want me to do which is pretend that Trump can beat Biden and get the hell out of here, you crooked bastards. It's about control of every aspect of your life. California Air Resources Board did a a very large Zoom call, several Zoom, Zoom calls last year. And there were numerous people on these phone calls, like 12, 1,300 people on these calls. How do you do a Zoom call with 1,300 people? How many Jeffrey Tubins are out there pleasuring themselves? It's California, so I say 70%.
and they had discussions from people from the Pacific Crest Trail were on it, people from Winnebago, the motorhomes, because they're going to be impacted by it because they also have gas power. Oh, damn it. Nobody thought of the motorhomes. What else haven't they thought about? Oh, I know. How about the rolling blackouts in California? What do you think it's going to look like when all these morons have to plug in their little battery? Let's ask Dominic in Elmwood Park. Hey, Sean, I was just going to say that, you know, every year, every late spring, or early summer, California tells people not to charge their electric vehicles. How are they going to charge their batteries? Dominic, I got the, this clip I have is from California Insider. And I don't know if, if you, this is all I do is I search news out right across everything I can. This California Insider, it's tragic because there are so many good, strong people who believed in the Americanism who they're lost. They have no representation, nothing. And they're trying to put up a fight. But it doesn't matter what they do because they're surrounded by so many Marxists, so many Democrats, so many communists, so many slaves that their vote has been nullified. So the question is, should you save California? Should you try to save Illinois or should you go to a state that already is fighting off this nonsense and strengthen that up? That's the question, Dominic, because I'm hoping you're young and you're a fellow Elmwood Parker and uh, we could use more of you in Naples. Thank you, Dom, for the call. Appreciate it very much. Yeah, nobody really thought this out like so much of the agenda. But I, I, I want to know who owns the stock and the companies that gets the government money because the people would have never bought this bull dung because it doesn't work. Generators on the Winnebago's. And then you have the woman like from the Pacific Crest Trail that has to send people out on these trails to do the trimming every year for the backpackers and the people that go along the Pacific Crest Trail. See. What I would do, California backpackers, you know, they love the environment and the animals. I think we should rub them down with A1 sauce, not trim the trails. And let's see how they do with the animals. How are they going to plug in their equipment? And when I spoke to Carb on that Zoom call, I had about a minute and a half to speak amongst a lot of people. My point was, I believe very much so that they've put the cart before the horse. We in California here, I don't believe we have the infrastructure set in place. So how, when they change over to the battery-operated equipment, are they going to be able to sustain us with all of this extra electrical going in? Because we all know in this... Well, it's magic holes. They're in the wall. The magic holes. You just plug it in. And don't worry about where it comes from, right? Democrat morons. We're here for the environment. What is Kamala Harris here for? President Biden and I came into office with a plan to strengthen America's economy. Yeah, well, so far you got us downgraded. Hey, 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 moron. So you're in Wisconsin and you're talking to small businesses? Oh, this should be riveting. And of course, our small business leaders are leaders in business, and they are also civic leaders and community leaders. Show me a guy who runs a business that also is a politician, and I'll show you a crook. Chuck, where are you? Dullivan. Hey, how you doing? Hey, when I used to play Santa Claus, I smell them dirty diapers. I pass them off to the Mrs. Claus, and I tell everybody, "Hey, you know they got koala stations in the bathroom." Yeah. I want to know what I want to know if they have like a big koala station for our president, or if they buy the really fancy ones that are like fifteen hundred dollar changing tables that bolt yeah. to the wall. Well, I've and met you. I've met you, I'm, and you've had food in your beard for seven years. How many kids did you wrongfully send to go get changed? That's the real question. Trim your beard. Sarah! Oh my God. Kira, Indiana. Hey, Sean. Uh, one of my errands today is actually going to Walmart to pick up a gas mower because my <laughs> husband hates his electric mower. $189 on sale, so I'm going to be picking that up. 
I just want to know one thing. Did you hear that our Marxist mayor of Chicago is going to be getting a grant for $873 million for fixing up Union Station? It's going to be awesome. Do you know the money they're going to steal? Here's a bust out that made over 200000 a year. Bust out was making payments on a water bill. And you put him in charge of the money of Chicago. There's going to be so much shucking and jiving. It's going to be phenomenal. For the first time, a lot of guys who had to hide how they made their money will be able to go to the car place and put a job on the applica- on the credit app. Thank you very much, Kira. But this is what you want in these Democrat areas with no thought of how it'll turn out. Summertime here, we uh, get alerts and, and are told that we need to uh, shut down between 2 p.m. and 8, 8 p.m., in the afternoon because we have... Oh, you mean like the hot time, right? Isn't that hot? 2 p.m. in the summertime? 2 to 8? You're all right. You're shaving off the environment. You're doing fine. Now fund the Pentagon that's blowing the hell out of half of the earth. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on the Sean Thompson Show. On AM 560. The answer. AM560, The Answer. You know, I had a uh, friend of mine during the break say, why is CNN on in the studio? And of course I was going to blame Dan Prof because that's easy. But the reality is, CNN is on in the studio because that's the number one news station. They're kicking Fox's ass. And me personally, I love it. Absolutely love it. Because Fox News is in on the scam too. So you have the tale of two Americas. And what you see is you have a bunch of people Notable Democrats who would vote for anybody, even Joe Biden could shoot somebody in the middle of Fifth Avenue, not lose one Democrat rat vote because they're very comfortable with lies. That's why they buy this spiel of how Marxism is going to work this time where he got it figured out. Who figured it out? The tramp. Okay, not that one. The the one with dementia. Not that one either. We got a a lot of people around. Okay, good. And what they don't want to face is the reality that for the second time in the history of the country, it's been downgraded economically, which is the definition of failure. But they're going to continue forward with their fascism. So they're going to implement policies where you don't have a choice like they did in California. No choice. So now when they say blackout, but I'm hot, too fracking bad. I got to go to the store. Too bad. You told me to buy the electric car. Now I can't charge it. That's right, dummy. That's what it looks like. And how does it get started with the kids? And that's why the kids are, they sound like those Middle Eastern buffoons who are blowing themselves up or the, or the Buddhas that were lighting themselves on fire. That's what they sound like when it comes to this climate. And they can't think about the facts. And that's how you get the Democrat Party. And do you think they're stopping? I got news for you. They're not stopping. Collectivism and fascism and Marxism and communism, they're all offense all the time. Full day kindergarten is expanding to every school district in Illinois in four years. Governor Pritzker signed the bill today requiring school boards to create a full time program starting with the 2027 28 academic year. The legislation will also mandate every district establish a half day program. Districts that don't currently have full day kindergarten can apply for waivers to extend the implementation date by up to two years. The governor says full day kindergarten is an essential step towards getting young Illinoisans off to the best possible start in their education. It's teaching them to be slaves to this corruption that Pritzker, the fat slob, and the rest of the Democrat mafia implements. And it's how you brainwash them into these schemes where there is a climate emergency and we're going to fix it, even as we don't abide by it. And by we, I mean the politicians. 
So they're moving at full speed. Not to mention there's all the other sick, sick, disgusting stuff that happens in these Democrat areas. Are they going to teach the, the preschoolers? Are they going to give them that gender queer? Are they going to give them a year off? I wouldn't put my kid in a government school or my grandkid or anybody. Allow them to be taught by this mafia? Not on your life. Susan Cedar Lake. Hey, Sean. Love you. Love your show. Right How are you? You wonderful. Thanks for taking my call. Listen, so last summer my lawnmower died, and I had a hard time finding a small, cheap gas lawnmower, and all they had were these battery-operated ones with these big, giant 20-volt batteries. That piece of junk has already been replaced. I had to go to Bufu, Egypt, to have it serviced only at their service facility. That hunk of junk couldn't get through my lawn for nothing. It took me two days to cut the grass. Because I had to keep charging it up, Susan. I, and not only that, they're dangerous. You know how many of them burst into flame, like the like the the one oh. trailing the car in the in the ocean. This is the third time it's oh, happened. Oh my god! They burst in. They don't hill, have. And I needed a new. I needed a new blade. It just hit a little anthill, and then it wouldn't even finish my grip. I'm so sick of this government. God bless you and all you do. Oh, thank you, Sean. Thank I love you. Your show. Love you right back. That's wonderful. And 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 here's the good news for Susan for everybody listening to this who uh, understand what the mafia is doing. You don't have to tolerate it. You can homeschool your kid if you can't leave. Homeschool your kid. Do you know how much better off your child will be than turning them over to this band of morons? Corrupt morons. Because the teachers make far more than, what, 70% of the parents, 80% of the parents? And no matter how low, 5% of kids in CPS can read to grade level. Five. Three can do math. Doesn't matter. They're going to get a raise this year. It's all in the contract. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Wonderful. So when I'm listening to the uh, <clears throat> everybody talking about uh, Trump, everybody seems to think they know what he's thinking. It's <laughs> Jack Smith indicts him because he said, oh, well, Trump knew he lost the 2020 election, but he still went out there and uh, continued to lie about it. Well, obviously, he thinks that he was cheated, and he... there was fraud. Rich, so why wouldn't he, don't why follow wouldn't he their ga- Don't follow their lead. If somebody is no, me. but 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 none of the indictments are legitimate. I don't care what's in. They're not legitimate. I know that and you know that. So let's stop playing their game. Do you know why know Jack Smith indicted him? Because Jack Smith is a Marxist mafia member. That's where he met his wife, who was the producer and the Michelle Obama who donates to well, to Biden, who's been involved in every Democrat Marxist mafia mission since before she was souring milk by looking at it. Don't buy their shtick. Nothing they do. They have zero legitimacy. Nothing. And when you take a look at some of the areas. California and San Francisco sort of think of themselves as progressive policy leaders. The homeless population is in California. It's greater than the next five states combined in the country. Now you're homeless, right? You got all this. The homeless bought all your stuff. It's going to be utopia. We'll let you do drugs and all the rest of it. What happens when you actually get sick? Disturbing scenes on our streets, triggering calls to the wave troubleshooters, alleging patient dumping by local hospitals. Two different $2 million plus patient dumping jury verdicts recently in Kentucky caught our eye. But what really got our attention was where calls to our newsroom led us when we began following up on the complaints. 
This story begins December 1st at 5 p.m. with a phone call to our newsroom from a horrified University Hospital employee claiming security had just wheeled a woman all the way out to the corner of Hancock and Ali, just off hospital property, dumped the elderly woman out of the wheelchair on the sidewalk and left. Minutes later, we shot video. Government health care is awesome. It's going to be freaking great. I can't wait till it gets here. Oh, it's already here in these Democrat areas? Whether it's Philly... New York, New Jersey, California, areas of Illinois, Kentucky, you name it. It's all the same. Still in a soiled hospital gown and slippers, breathing hard under a blanket placed over her in 36 degree weather, her stuff in a bag next to her. What about, she should have waited for climate change. You know, it's the hottest summer on record. And when you factor in the index and the phony data, she would have been much better off getting dumped today. Employee claimed she sees this a lot. So I started watching, and on December 16th at 7 p.m., 35 degrees outside, I record three security guards surrounding an elderly woman with a walker, slowly escorting her out of the emergency room. She can't move fast. It takes several minutes to make it all the way to the same corner of Hancock and Ali. After they have her across the street, off the hospital property, the security guards turn around and go back. When they, I wonder if they cut a new contract like those SEIU blobs I'm watching on TV. In their purple outfits, and I'm the only one thinking of Barney. Sure, I am. Dan Green Oaks. Hey, Sean. Thanks for the good news. So, so here at Illinois, we have from our governor, we have one more unfunded mandate for taxpayers, right? Yeah, but it's another way you can steal money. See, because the people that'll teach this, in particular in these inner city hellholes where nobody can read, they'll all be union members. It's going to be right. great. You're missing the big picture. This is going to be great. Of course, the children will suffer, and you'll produce thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of kids who not only can't read or do math, but are completely desperate because they've never been taught anything, and they'll be released and out to the streets. And property taxes are going to be even higher, too. This it's, is great. It's going to be Well, this is what the people wanted. You voted for this. Not you, but the majority of Illinoisans. Now, wear it. Thank you very much, Dan. I appreciate it. And Green Oaks, sounds lovely. I wonder if you could still, he could still sell. He could definitely sell. Dave, Racine, Wisconsin. Greetings, Sean. Uh, just a thought. You know, people are lamenting the getting rid of gas mowers uh, and the electric-powered ones don't work very well. How about ones that run on something old-fashioned called elbow grease? You know, those old real uh, mowers? Dave, there's a place on, on, uh, on uh, North Avenue, as you get by the airport, way out west it, it, from where I live, and they sell all the old cars, the old Eldorados, the old Buicks. They sell them all. I think I'm going to go buy them. I am going to go buy one. I am. I'm going to buy one. Because when this all, when they when they steal another election, they put in whoever Democrat mafia member they want, they're going to go full bowl. They'll take Newsom, what he did to California, they'll do it all over the nation. So you're going to want a car that is runs on regular gas the way you and I remember. Remember, you pull up $5 ethyl. You run on the regular gas, and you can't, don't have the chip, so they can't shut you off. It's going to be like Mad Max without the dog. And look at those old, how Cuba's been uh, with uh, those old cars, you know, they've been running, uh, getting them yeah. for all, more than half a century that they're yeah. still running. You know what we're going to have to do, though? We're going to have to buy a gas station because they're going to shut those down, too. Thank you, Dave. Or you could do uh, go to a state that fights for your rights rather than fights against your freedoms. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The Answer. AM560. The answer. You know, I've got disappointing news, too. I uh, I kind of like this Vivek Ramaswamy. I've said it on the show before. 
just, you know, you got to scratch a little bit, right? Because I like Vivek because of what he says. And I like the idea he's a non-politician. I think the beauty of Trump was that he was a non-politician. Even when I disagreed with him, I had thought that he would be more efficient in firing people and destroying the bureaucracy than he was. And I thought that's what everybody would do with an IQ over 60. I mean, everybody knows what Rand Paul told us. The programs or whether these programs are working. We saved, though, over $550 billion by removing just half of GAO, GAO's identified duplicative programs. So we're broke, and we could save a tremendous amount, trillions of dollars, if we just stop doubling up on stupid bureaucracies that fail. And Vivek talks about that. You are correct that I have pledged, as U.S. president, to shut down the FBI. I believe it is a politicized institution. I believe that it has set back law enforcement in this country. The same FBI that threatened Martin Luther King Jr. with suicide 60 years ago is the same FBI that threatens political opponents of a different persuasion today. The same FBI that is hiding and sitting on this manifesto that it could have released to the public. The same FBI that in other instances has released the manifestos of mass shooters in this country. And so to the question of who would investigate it, there are 35,000 officers, there are 35,000 employees in the FBI. 15,000 are frontline agents who would do better work in an agency that was not yet politicized, like the U.S. Marshals, who would carry out this particular investigation. So I like all that, right? Then I find out he paid to have his history with George Soros' brother, Paul Soros, and his wife, as they sat on a board and had a relationship, and at one point he wrote him a check. See, I don't like that kind of stuff. I don't like it. But then again, it doesn't really matter because uh, Klaus Schwab doesn't want to have elections anymore, and after all, he's the leader of the Fourth Reich. He's the one who's making the decisions. Randy Naperville. Hello? Hi, Randy. Hi, Sean. How are you? Splendid. Great. Listen, I'm the guy, actually, I called under a uh, fake name. Bob, remember, I come, I complained about selling my beachfront condo? Now you know it's me. Anyways, yeah. okay. um, I was listening to your uh, chat about you know, all the various uh, you know, results that are happening in, like, the Chicago School District and some of the things. That I, I'm driving home, but I, I was thinking, you know, if only if only some of the parents or grandparents that have been voting Democrat for the decades that they have been could see what the potential impact would be on their children and grandchildren, maybe you'd have a chance. And I thought, you know, you're a movie guy and you, yeah. you like movies. I thought maybe Sean, you should invest in a project, a movie project and have it be some sort of a blend of, uh, you know, like it's a wonderful life sort of thing or the Christmas tale with the three ghosts or the, the final ghost, the Christmas future ghost. And let them see, you know, the, this is what's going to happen. That, I'll tell you what, you it's a, a way movie, to communicate. I, I always thought that movies are a phenomenal way to communicate with the general public. It's also a way to implement messages so that people are aware of their freedoms. And I'm well aware of how the communists use that exact same trick to get Americans to become communists themselves. So, Randy, I like it. It's an idea, and uh, maybe we'll, we'll have some success because from what I understand, there's a movie out there right now having far more success than 90% of the uh, communist-made movies. 
about trafficking and children. Yeah, yeah. So, you you know, I'd be interested in investing into an entire thing or helping an organization. I think you could, Sean, I think you could do a great job. I mean, I was listening to your remarks and the the sequencing and the whole connection of it all. It was really well stated. I agree with everything you're saying. I've got three sons and I'm concerned about their future. And, uh, you know, I appreciate appreciate your your, your passion over over it all. And uh, think about that movie. I think, you know, it's something you should, you know, maybe start scribbling down. I'll talk to you again later. Thank you, Randy. I appreciate the call. John in Portage Park. Yes, Sean. I have a uh, little small business. It's nothing like a uh, major business, but people have to know how to read a ruler, mm-hmm. you know, a tape measure. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> who knows how to do that anymore? <laughs> I'd like to see how many they, guys know how to do it, but go ahead. And so I, I asked the kid, you know, well, first of all, the kid's got a diploma from DePaul. And okay. I don't know what the diploma is from, but. Yeah. I'm talking to him, and I can tell he's not that bright. And <laughs> so I asked him, I, I, can, I, I asked him, what's eight times seven? Uh-huh. And he didn't know. And uh, I was just amazed. And this is a white kid, a, a really well, nice-looking yeah, but nice it, doesn't, looking... it doesn't matter. You got to understand, it's a different era, right? And, and instead of a degree, what he has from DePaul, from DePaul is a receipt of overpayment. And that's the problem. He doesn't and, know what eight times seven is. John, I'm going to tell you something right now. The difference is we've been doing this, and this is something I observed 10 years ago. We have been doing this for quite a long, a, a long time. We have been turning over our kids to a system that doesn't care about them. And we should not do that until we, the parents, and we, the people who care about the kids, we don't have to be parents, aunts and uncles or whatever it is, have taught kids to... Fend off bad influences. Have, Amen, brother. Have taught kids to not seek the opinion and approval of others more than they do themselves. Teach them how to work and the pride of achievement versus the ignorance of entitlement. And maybe if you did that, maybe that kid could tell you not only is it 56, but man, did my father overpay for an education where I couldn't tell you that. Thank you very much. That's sickening. That's sickening. But he has a degree from DePaul, which means he could be a congressman but only from Chicago. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. It's interesting when we have the debates about the economy, most people don't realize what you're really debating is the enlightenment and the principle of property rights. And they make you believe it's the red team or the blue team or the Bernie Sanders or Donald Trump, rather than discussing the similarities in most cases, the differences in in many, but more importantly, the principles of the discussion. My next guest only focuses on those principles. He's somebody who understands the difference between liberty and tyranny, and he fights for liberty. He's a very interesting man, a successful man, historian, sociologist, world-renowned author. His name is Dr. Rainier Zeidelman. How are you, doctor? 
Yes, thank you. Here it's now five minutes after midnight, but I'm still awake. Well, I love having you on because you represent an interesting perspective. Number one, you're a historian. You understand the failing systems that have been put in place and the destruction it comes from the world. Number two, you're not afraid to write about the most destructive form of, of those, in many cases, National Socialism and even Hitler. And that's something people don't understand. Hitler and the way he got in was through economic promises of utopia. That is something I think we lose track of, and we are now told in America to censor ourselves and to control and rewrite history. I don't want to do that. I want to focus on how to never repeat it. And that's where you come in. And being from Germany, you also have a unique perspective. Germany economically hamstrung itself and implemented economic leeching that America, instead of avoiding, it seems like we're doubling down on it. And I'd like to know if you see the same thing. Yes, I think this is very dangerous what happens now in the United States, because we know it here in Germany. Um, I think the worst effects of the Biden policy will, will come later. You can see that here in Germany. Biden is doing something similar with his so-called Green New Deal, as Angela Merkel and the Green Party in Germany did with the so-called energy turnaround. Uh, and you see now the effects. It's what's, what's always happened if you go from a free market economy to a planned economy. Of course, they don't call it a planned economy, but it is a planned economy with this so-called Green New Deal and what we are doing here in Germany. And um, I think it's important to understand what's really the difference between free market economy, capitalism on one hand, and a planned economy on the other hand, however you, you call it. In a free market economy, entrepreneurs decide what to produce. In the end, it's consumers' choice. This is capitalism. And in a planned economy, politicians and government officials decide what to produce, what kind of cars, what kind of, uh, what kind of heaters, and so on. And this is what happens in Europe now and also in the United States. Well, it's interesting because aside from from being a historian, you're a sociologist and you understand the different mores of a society and how they're contorted and controlled. And what bothers me and so many people on the uh, on the right, even is their acceptance of a backdoor nationalization of the economy and a nationalization of businesses and the subsidies and the you know, this is the part where I really separate from a lot of people on the right, because there's an interesting thing that happened with Donald Trump. He was better than I thought he would be because he had surrounded himself with notable Democrats like Steve Mnuchin and Peter Navarro, who not only ran as a Democrat, but talked about a certain manipulation and backdoor nationalization of things. However, he actually governed better than I thought he would. And where he was excellent, was the energy sector, the most important energy sector. And I believe what he was able to do in a very short period of time here in America was change the trajectory of an economy that was really more subsidized than it was producing. But when you see how we're looking, and it looks like Donald Trump can't win even if he wins, if Joe Biden were to secure another nomination, it doesn't really matter because it's the philosophy of the Marxist. It's a philosophy of the collectivist. Can we sustain the, the, the superpower level so many Americans take for granted, but more importantly, become be, still retain the, the currency of the world? Yes, this is a big problem. You know, 
America became so successful because of capitalism. This is what people forget sometimes. And today, capitalism is under attack all over the world. And some months ago, the new Index of Economic Freedom was published by the Heritage Foundation. Uh, this is a ranking how economically free are countries all over the world. And for the United States, this was the worst ranking since they started in 1995, the worst ranking. And uh, according to this ranking from the Heritage Foundation, there are now even 16 European countries that are more economically free than the United States. 16 European countries. Shocking. And, yes, and of course, we are not economically free here in Europe. On, on, on the opposite, we, are, we go also, also more and more in the direction of a planned economy. So you see, there's a lot of things going wrong. If you speak about Donald Trump, uh, um, yes, I have a more differentiated opinion about him. In some ways, he did a very good job for example, he lowered taxes, what was really good. Mm -hmm. He uh, did some deregulation, what was also good. But I'm not in the same opinion with him about free trade and this, you know, tariffs, protectionism. So, uh, but of course, it was much better than what uh, Joe yes. Biden does right, right, right now. And um, and I think, but I think what the United States would need now. Uh, they speak now about Bidenomics. What is a crazy word? Bidenomics. <laughs> Let's speak about Reaganomics. You know, a lot of people forget what Ronald Reagan did. For me, he was the best president in the last uh, century uh, for, for the United States, maybe for the whole world. And what he did in his time, he lowered the tax rate from 70% to 28%. From 70% to 28%. It yes. was the lowest rate uh, since 1925. And the result was he created 17 million new jobs. And of course, Joe Biden also tells us today he created new jobs, but these are not real new jobs. It's only the return of a record number of jobs lost during the pandemic. You, you, you can't compare it. You know, and the, the second thing, what a lot of uh, people don't know today, um, Inflation was in double digits when Reagan arrived at the White House. And by the second year of his office, it had fallen by, by more than a half to 6%. And by the end of the second term, it stood at only 4%. So he did several things at the same time to, to lower taxes and to, to fight inflation. And I think the Reaganomics uh, is this what, what we would need. And Reaganomics, in, in easy words, it means... Less government, less taxes, more market. And Bidenomics, on the other hand, is a synonym for more government, planned economy, less market. And this is a concept that has always failed in history time and again. You know, Dr. Zeidelman, um, when you're talking, I'm remembering the vast differences between Ronald Reagan and every other president. And I do think, and I mean this, that I do think Donald Trump's energy policies and foreign policy were the best in my lifetime. But I will say this. I was alive during Reaganomics. He had a unique gift of conveying the principle of the Enlightenment and the principle of freedom. And he had a demand to give the opportunity to anybody that wanted to participate. And he would always say that capitalism is only for those that participate. When you have this soiree of utopian promises by a government, one thing that most people never recognize 
the people who sustain their money from government get massive increases while the people who do not get massive taxes. And I was wondering what the, the word is in Germany as this new acceptance by Americans at the direction of Joe Biden to have a universal global minimum tax on companies of 15%. Is Europe talking about this? And do you think the American Democrats, also known as morons, are aware of the devastation this will create in the very near future? No, this is an absolute uh, a crazy idea. All this, if you want to hear my opinion, all with this minimum wage and so, and, and uh, this is taxes and this state regulation. Um, it's, um, it, it, it never ended in, in good results for, for people. If you look in history, what, what worked always was the other way around, to lowering taxes, to lowering regulation. Uh, you know, I'm a historian, as you see it all over the world. I give you another example here in Europe. Uh, Poland, in socialist times, it was one of the, uh, the poorest countries in Europe, very, very poor country, Poland, poorer than Ukraine. Then they started in the 90s with free uh, market reforms. And since three decades, it's now, it's Europe's growth champion. And you see it even in countries that call themselves socialist. Take Vietnam. Uh, some months ago, I, I was in Vietnam. They call themselves socialists with the Communist Party. But I can guarantee you it's, it's harder to find a Marxist at a university in, in Vietnam than to find a Marxist at a university in the United States or, or Europe. They have a very entrepreneurial spirit there. And, uh, they, uh, and Vietnam was the poorest country in 1990, the poorest country in the world, poorer than African countries. And, and then they started with free market reforms. They introduced private property. And now it's an uh, amazing entrepreneurial spirit. And so th- there are so many examples in history that free market economy works and a planned economy does not work. And of, of course, today socialists, uh, they, they don't call it a planned economy, but, but it is a planned economy, whether they call it Green New Deal. The main difference is whether... I, I should repeat it, whether entrepreneurs and consumers decide or whether politicians and government officials decide what is produced. This what, is the main difference between these both systems. What I love about your perspective is that it is that of a historian and that of a sociologist. When you look at what you see coming out of America, when you travel to America, when you, when you sit back and take in the, 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 the mores and how fast they have changed in a matter of years, what is your opinion of what will happen in the future? Are the American citizens still steeped in the principles of, of the Enlightenment and freedom? Or have they been lured by the con of government utopia? I'm curious to know what you pre- predict in the future. You know, I commissioned a poll for my book, In Defense of Capitalism, about the image of a free market economy and capitalism all around the world. We did this poll in 34 countries, and the result was all in all good for the United States. The United States is still number two of the countries who believe in capitalism. Poland was number one, by the way. But there was a huge difference in our poll between older Americans. I mean, in my age, I'm, I'm more than 60, and younger Americans uh, uh, that are less than 30 years. And this is a big problem because... These young people, you know, they, 
when I was young, we saw that socialism did not work. Uh, yeah. We saw that what happened with the planned economy in Soviet Union, Eastern Europe, and in and in China at this time. Today, young people, they they should know it from 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 the schools, from history. But teachers, they they don't tell them anything. Uh, they, they tell them why why capitalism is evil, but they don't tell them something about socialism. I, I give you one example. I have this also in my book. In the end of the 50s, there was the biggest socialist experiment in history. It was in China, Mao's so-called Great Leap Forward. 45 million people died, 45 million died. And it, I have lectures about this topic in Asia, in the United States, in Europe, in South America. And when I ask people, have you heard about this at school? Have you heard about this greatly forward where 45 million people died? Only very few people raised their hands. They haven't heard about this. And this yes. is a big problem today that, uh, that this, this young people uh, in, in university and in schools, they didn't hear about this topic. Yes. You know, what's upsetting to me is when I watch American Wall Street, American businessmen, American entrepreneurs. And how they are is very comfortable commingling with the Chinese Communist Party, which has an illusion of private property. It has an illusion of of capitalism. But what it really is is the perfect the perfect manipulation of communist corruption and the ability to bastardize capitalism. And I think that's the greatest fear. But uh, you you make me feel very optimistic because if more people our age, because I'm in my fifties, you're in your sixties, if more people our age are more capitalists than the people who are young. You know what that means? If we can hang on and stay vim and vigor in the way we look today, we can buy their stuff back when they go bankrupt in the next 10 years. So this might end with a happy ending. What do you think? Um, I, I hope so. You know, we, we, we have to fight for, for capitalism. This is a big problem. The big problem is not this, this leftist and the socialist people like, like Bernie Sanders. They are not the problem. The problem is that there are not enough entrepreneurs that are not enough people who stand up uh, to defend capitalism, to fight for capitalism. And this is the reason why I wrote this book, In Defense of Capitalism, by the way. It's published now in 30 countries all over the world. And I wrote it to give all the people like you and uh, hope, hopefully a lot of people in your audience the facts that you need to win every discussion with anti-capitalists. So I, I guarantee you, you will find no book with more facts why capitalism is, is, uh, is better. And this is the reason. I, I don't think that anti-capitalists will, will, uh, will buy this book and will read this uh, book because they prefer to read, for example, the new book from Bernie Sanders. I read the new book. Bernie Sanders has a new book, Why It Is Okay to Be Angry About Capitalism. Man, yeah. it's so crazy. For example, he has one chapter. Uh, he writes, why there should be zero billionaires in the United States. Yeah. This is a crazy idea, zero billionaires, because the only countries where you have zero billionaires is Cuba, <laughs> is Cuba, North Korea, and some very poor African countries. And even in, in Sweden, that was sometimes quoted yeah. by Bernie Sanders as a role model, even in Sweden, you have 60% more billionaires now uh, adjusted to population than in the United States. So I think the United States should be proud to have a lot of billionaires because in most cases, these are very successful business people Absolutely. and entrepreneurs. 
And this is what we need. And we should be proud about this. And yeah. not like Bernie Sanders tell us, we should get rid of all of them. Well, I, you know, the other thing is that we should take a, a joy in the fact that it has evolved. Because when Bernie Sanders first got elected, he hated millionaires until he became one. I wonder if in his book, if you found a chapter by his wife, how to fraudulently fill out a bank loan. Because that I'd be interested in. In the meantime, I love the fact that you just wrote an article, and that's what reminded me to have you on in the Washington Examiner and that you're still writing today. I want everybody to take a look at all 25 books, but the last one is the best in defense of capitalism. He is Dr. Rainier Zeitelman. Thank you so much for making time for me. Please now go to bed. Don't eat something. You'll be up all night. Yes, thank you. I asked, you know, my PR agents who arranged this interview. I said, hey, hey, it's so late. And he told me, hey, a fight for Western civilization doesn't end at midnight, so he convinced me. <laughs> I love him. You t- I owe both of you a cigar. Thank you for coming on so late. Thank you. Th- thank you. Bye. Bye. We'll be back with your calls and comments. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Jimmy Carter still alive. He's harder to kill than Tom Cruise in those Mission Impossible movies. What do you mean he's playing Naked Twister with Diane Feinstein and Mitch McConnell? Is Mitch talking yet? Boy, you don't want to start talking when you're playing Naked Twister with Diane Feinstein and Jimmy Carter. Those two of them sitting senators. One of them, the worst president this country's ever had until 2020. We need to have. Uh, a realization that we've got a, about 35 years worth of oil left in the whole world. We're gonna run a- stupid son of a dog. Mary Midway. Oh, Sean, you were talking about health care, so I wanted to share my uh, health care ridiculous story with you. And by the way, I'm like you. I mean, I, I have to be having a grabber, grabber before I even think about it. Let me tell you something. You watch, these, you watch these nurse union protests. Forget about it. I'll sit in the parking lot and grunt it out before I turn myself into the hospital. Go ahead. Well, here it goes. And this was actually in full disclosure back in 2019 because it was right before COVID. And you could see where we were just on the fringe of the failure. So my lady friend next door says, come pick up my girlfriend with me at the health clinic. And you know this health clinic. They have their bright line trucks all the time picking people up, dropping them off. So we go there. The place is packed. The nurse in her scrubs is conducting bingo. And they're all winning $5 gift cards. I guess if you fill the whole card, you get a $25 gift card. Wow. So we take our friend. We're about to leave. And then the nurse and it wasn't even in English, but I was able to gather, points to two um, uh, massage chairs in the corner. She's like, tomorrow we're having free massages. So in other words, just come back tomorrow, too. I mean, can you say kickback? And I don't even know where to begin with the rest of it. That story would only be better if a representative from Pfizer actually won the bingo game. But thank you very much for depressing the nation. (laughs) You got that right. You appreciate it. Health care. Yeah, okay. I want health care from these communists. No, thank you. This is the first time in quite a while that we've had access to the mayor to ask him questions about issues of concern to Chicagoans, something he committed to doing more of today. One hot topic, though, what happened this weekend that led to 40 teens being arrested? Chicago public school system teaching kids how to be wildings. Kids that can't read a book because they can't read. Kids that have no idea right and wrong because they were never taught it. 
Sunday night was a nightmare for the owner of this 7-Eleven in the South Loop when a huge crowd of young people stormed his store and started wreaking havoc, looting, and vandalizing it. The team squirrel, they couldn't go to the Walmart, couldn't go to any of the other stores that pulled out of the so-called Magnificent Mile in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, anybody talking about that? Now you're going to get rid of the 7-Elevens. Why would, why would you own a 7-Eleven after this happens to you? Mobs is something that seriously needs to be taken seriously, and I would love to talk to him about it because yeah. I don't think there's nothing being done yet. Mayor Brandon Johnson saying efforts by police have averted some other teen takeovers, which he referred to as trends, but he refused to call out those young people for their trends. Trends. You know where the, you know where it's hey 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 you would is that a faux hawk? What kind of hairdo is that? Big Lori Lightfoot. Do you know what the trend is in every Democrat area? The trend. Looks awful. It looks like not just failure, insanity. An update now on an overnight robbery on the Mag Mile. We have learned that the victim in this is an ATF agent who was off duty at the time. Police say he was on Michigan Avenue just before 2.30 this morning when a dark SUV pulled up. They say two armed men got out and demanded his belongings. The suspects took off on Delaware. The agent wasn't hurt. No one is in custody. Well, it could have been worse, Squirrel. Could have been the wildings. Criminal behavior. We have to be very careful when we use language to describe certain behavior. First of all, bust out. You don't ever tell anybody how to talk and the language. You understand me, bust out? Couldn't pay your water payment. You were making 200 grand a year plus. You couldn't pay your water bill. Now you're giving English lessons, bust out? There's history in this city. I mean, to refer to children as like baby Al Capones is not appropriate. The mayor also addressing concerns. No, no, no. What they are is the perfect example of CPS students. Those were a pack of CPS students. Craig and Mount Greenwood. Hey, Sean, thank you for taking my call. Thanks for making it. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. It's a little bit like a tomato can, but your phone sucks. Go ahead. That's because I, the longer you wait or something like that, that goes to that Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck tone and everything and all that kind of stuff you got there. Well, it's hey. not like you started out like Clark Gable. Go ahead. Whatever. Hey, um, you know, when, uh, when things were, when uh, you had Pelosi and uh, Schumer jawboning about everything under the sun, anything that uh, came up that they felt they, they should, uh, you know, lie about and everything, uh, talk, talk, talk. But now we got McConnell and uh, McCarthy and we got real things going on here with this uh, injustice with Trump, and they're silent. They don't say a damn word. Where are they at? Where are they, they don't have nothing to say about all this injustice and all this crap going on. Well, the problem, Craig, you, they know, you know what I want to ask people that think Trump should walk in the nominee, which whether you think it or not, I want you to tell me, because you obviously are one of those guys, what would be different from the last time he had the election stolen? Nothing. Are you yeah, all right? Are you getting robbed? Are you in Chicago? Z- Serpentine. I mean, Get to your car. Lock the doors. You got to be careful when you're doing a radio show in Chicago. Guys get arrested right on the thing or, or robbed right on the phone. Bill, Cape Coral, Florida, where he can talk and yeah, walk you know, outside and not have to fear robbery. Yeah, so I, I, they always talk about these underserved neighborhoods. I don't understand what that is. They get more police service in an underserved neighborhood, more fire service, everything. Why does it, if it's businesses, why don't some of the black, uh, like Oprah Winfrey and all these big time millionaire uh, well, blacks, open up a, a Bruno Mali shoe store over on 47th and Cottage? Oh. You know, let's get those underserved neighborhoods. First of all, um, 
first of all, it would be hard to get insurance on that store. Secondly, Bill, it's not race. It's even poor neighborhoods where the people most, you know, and, and, and by numbers, not percentage, but by numbers, more white people are on welfare than, than any other race. Oh, I know however, that. however, it's the neighborhoods that have the most subsidies, whether they're white, whether they're black, whether they're red, yellow, pink, green, whatever the case is. Wherever the neighborhoods are, where the people gain their sustenance from government, those are the neighborhoods that Chicago is imitating, but Chicago is becoming. And this is the downward trajectory of what happens when you pretend to give somebody dignity. See, you can give somebody money. Most people of spoiled parents know this. You can give somebody money, but you can never give them dignity and character. And what separates people is what they will tolerate for themselves. And if you can live like that, and if you can live like that, well, then don't complain about it. Vote Democrat in perpetuity. What's that? How about some self-pride? Exactly. That's what it is, right? Character is is self-pride. Keep up the good job. Thank Keep you, up baby. the good job. Thank, Thank you. you. Freddie! I-95 or I-55. I yeah, go ahead. Sean. Yeah. 24 years in the Army, twice to Afghanistan, 30-year talk radio listener. You are the man. Man. Period. And thank you for your great interviews. I learn a ton every day listening to you. And at least once a day, you make me laugh out loud. Freddie, I love you, man. What you're doing. Well, you listen, for you to give me that compliment, brother, I, I, I don't deserve it. I was doing this stuff from every street corner in Melrose Park when I was a kid and, and a cigar store now. But what I want to do is just say how much I'm, I'm happy you came back. You were sent to some rough spots and you were considered oh, yeah. cannon fodder by the politicians who profited off the policies. So you hang on the phone. Uh, I want to I want to at least I could do is give you a shirt. That's all I have to give you and a cigar. If you're ever in the area while I'm here, three, one, two, six, four, two, fifty six hundred. I'll be back. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. Tony Roselle. You know, I got to go with uh, Brandon Johnson on this one. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't think we should be using the word mob against these people and the shootings and the carjackings because the mob had a far less deleterious effect on Chicago than these criminals have had. How about we just call them Democrats? In the that? last 30 years, 19,000 people have been murdered in Chicago. Run the numbers. Yeah. 19,000 murdered. Tony, you've convinced Probably 100,000 100, shot, but you, it's, it's, he's a joke. You've con- it's disgusting to watch this city implode like a black, like a black hole. You, you, you've convinced me. I think we just call them Democrats. Uh, Richard, Southside. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Good. I'm a little upset about what you're going to talk about, but go ahead. Oh yeah, well, hey, Nikki Whaley reported on that uh, on that stabbing in the police station between the two asylum seekers. Couple things she left out though. The Sun Times reported that the 23 year old grabbed the 48 year old by the neck in the bathroom, told him that he had already killed several people. Then he chased him through the police station, stabs him in the leg, gets charged with aggravated battery. Sean, wouldn't that be attempted murder or, or whatnot? Only but the bond, Sean. It was a thousand dollar bond, Sean. It's a hundred yeah. bucks to get out of jail. Hundred bucks. You know, I had to spend more than that on bail. But the good news is, Richard, he's in the exact right city. He's going to blend in famously. He may even be an alderman one day. We'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. 
with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson, and this is the Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. I have liked my next guest since the very first time I talked to him many years ago now. And I've liked him for a multitude of reasons. Number one, you know immediately he's just a good, honest person. But what he represents is a good, honest person trapped in a system that was once great, a state that was once great. And even through his hard work, the sad reality of what happens when the collectivist goes on offense. It's not a, liberty and freedom does not have a defense, but fascism, Marxism, and communism has an incredible offense. And if it can kill California, it can kill anywhere. My next guest is host of Unapologetic. He's also the co-host of Bullet Point Nation. He is a political author, host, pundit, but most of all, he is my California connection. He is Judd Dunning. Judd, what's going on, kid? What happened? Judd, did NSA kidnap you? Are you in a van? Is there a hood over your head? I can't hear him. All right, we're going to effort to get Judd Dunning. And I know he was there. I saw Honey Bunny talking to him, and he was. But this is the, the, the biggest thing to always remember when you talk about the systemic pervasiveness of the cancer of, of, of collectivism. Look at the once great cities and states. California, just 40 years ago, a hub of not just republicanism, little r, conservatism and fundamental capitalism destroyed in four decades, four decades back when California was strong. Joe Biden had real hair. In the meantime, Judd Dunning has been putting up the fight. Are you there, Judd? Are you out of the van? I'm out. I'm out of the van. Thank you. Everybody was, (laughs) was, was beating on me and asking me what my political party was. So thanks, John. Good to be back, buddy. Oh, it's, 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 I'm I'm glad to have you. And, And the topic you've written about, in Newsmax.com, where we can find you often, both on TV and at Newsmax.com, is a topic that is astonishing that I was just thinking about you, and I'll tell you why. I was watching um, the Border Patrol agents testify before Congress of the futility of their job and who's actually controlling the border. And it was fascinating to hear how the cartels are are not only collecting money, but they're raping women. They have a, a, a rape tree on the border where they rape people from all over the world who come here through the southern border. And I think most Americans were ignorant as to how sex trafficking works, the the demand and the amount of pedophile scum, or the fentanyl dealers that are just running the show. And this is kind of what your article talks talks about throughout it, correct? Straight from the DEA, mirroring exactly what you said. From the DEA, drug cartels use traffic women and children to smuggle drugs across the border, doubling the money they make from them. Violent criminals like this see no difference between abusing a woman's body by forcing her to swallow bags of drugs or forcing her to have sex with hundreds of men. I mean, it's straight off of the DEA, and it's straight off, it's straight off of our streets. I mean, th- no. this article that we wrote on sex trafficking and fentanyl trafficking, I have to tell you, Sean, it's, it's harrowing. We're a Corrupt plutocracy, according to uh, Clavin in his book, you know, The Five Ways to Save the West with Ancient Wisdom. I just was studying that. And then now I go deep into our sexual and our moral basis that relates to fentanyl and sex. America's, we're, we're struggling with perversion and extortion, abduction and molestation, pedophilia and prostitution. 91% of 
of our people use pornography are men. 60% of our women, 42 million uh, sexually abused uh, uh, Americans. I mean, the stats are crazy. The devious nature of pedophilia when I, I, I'm so blessed, I swear to God, John, I, I, I'm one of those guys over 50. I wouldn't trade it for anything. I love the era in which I grew up with. I come from an old, uh, tough neighborhood outside of Chicago. There was never a pedophile because if they even thought one was, believe me, he left of his own before they could get up in the morning. That's the kind of way it was when I grew up. This would never be tolerated. Yet, in just a handful of years, there's an organization so bold, it's called NAMBLA, where they're trying to normalize raping underage kids. You see the movement of this mafia posing as a political party that is teaching strangers, the children, sexualizing third graders, fourth graders, fifth grade. Are you out of your freaking mind? I, if I, if I, my kids are older now. I got a fourth grader or fifth grader. You even talk about sex to that kid. You better be on one of those ninjas where I can't catch you. I think it's outrageous what's happened to this nation. Why did it happen? How did it happen? And how do you stop it from spreading throughout the world the way it has? Well, what's interesting going backwards is we're the number one consumer of pornography and sexual exploitation in the world. So we're a 70% faith-based country. And I'd say the disassociation from the Clinton times onward, right? I never had sex with that one. When we removed the sexual standard, when we took the bedroom out of the executive office, that was a major moment. That was a harbinger moment in American culture. Like, oh, you know what? doesn't matter what they do sexually. And now what we're hearing, I saw this great article that it was running about. It's like, hey, all these people have these crimes, and all these people have these sexual offenses, and all these people have these violations. Who is this? Is this the NBA? Is this the NFL? It said, no, it's the American House of Representatives. If you look just through the backgrounds, the criminality of our own elected yeah. officials, right? And then you go backwards. It's, it's, it's harrowing. But here's the thing. 500, the difference between your streets of Chicago and my, general, my gentler streets in the 70s and 90s in North Carolina and Colorado is there's an estimated 500,000 online predators active every day. Children between 12 and 15 are most susceptible with 252,000 websites containing images of violent, of violent images of children being sexually abused. So, so when you say, when you wasn't say, there when we were there. No, and, and you know, here's the other thing. Listen, and I, I mean this, John. I, what people do among adults, look, I don't care. I don't, I, it, it, it's irrelevant to me. I mean, we've got a congresswoman here, Jan Schakowsky. I don't care if she's heterosexual, homosexual, bisexual. Anybody who wants to have sex with her is a sicko, in my opinion. However, when you don't have a, a, a moral standard where you can say, hey, leave the fracking kids alone. This is outrageous that we are even allowing strangers to introduce deviancy and sexual proclivities and sexual options to kids in third and fourth grade. Uh, aside from that, you've got an organization nationwide normalizing man love with children. It's insane. Yeah. So that's the part I want to focus on, because if we try to focus on, you know, you got to only have sex uh, with your wife and a religious union, yeah. we're going to be, believe me when I tell you, you're going to be off in the corner whistling Dixie. But if you can, I think it doesn't matter what your party is. Let's not have sex with children. Can we start simple? Yeah. And let's, and let's go back to well, one with Freud. Freud said that the ultimate wall of civil society was if a father could have sex in a society with his daughter. 
and that it, that would be the fall. And that's where NAMBA is going. It's like father, son. It's going that direction. So it's right in my But Using NAMBA is almost a mistake because I, I got to tell you, there's enough, there's enough nefarious activity happening in the mainstream. And I think what you want to go to is this. We're Judeo-Christian society. And what people forget is that there are twice, there are two times, and this is my article, that Christ was violent without apologizing, physically, you know, violent and threatening in the Bible. And the first one was when he flipped over the tables. Before he flipped over the tables in the temples, because there was a desecration of God, and people were blocking people from getting to God, he fashioned a whip, and he whipped people. And another time was this quote, and I want to read this quote on the air for you. Jesus himself said, Matthew 8, 16, 18, 16, 18, 6, If anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me, to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. Woe to the world because of the things that cause people to stumble. And this was the one call out. And people, we don't talk about this in our society that much. It said people who actually, they might as well, there's better during Rome in the era that they get killed that face the wrath of God. And there was a death penalty back then. And he called for it as a way of being more compassionate to them than facing the wrath of God, right? So our society has one red line. It's don't mess with our kids. And yet 10,000 kids, traffic kids, are, 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 are trafficked at the Super Bowl, right? We've got a 460%. Really? Uh, percent, yeah, 460%. And it's worse, worse at FIFA, 460% well, you know, of uh, increase in fentanyl. On top of this, being used like his last point, 50,000 kids right now suffering the horror of commercial sexual exploitation in the United States, and most of them have sex between three to five times a day with an adult in the United States of America. Um, so this is a crisis. You know, Judd, it's, I, I'd be interested to know if there's a study out there that breaks down the state-by-state state occurrence of this kind of deviancy, because I, and I'm going to tell you what I mean by that. It's such a different world, and this is what I try to convey to so many Illinoisans who are trapped for one reason or another. But when you go to a state that has capital punishment, when the police come on and say, you pull a gun on the police, we'll kill you. When, uh, you know, in Florida, where I live, uh, during the, the, the riot era of, the, of 2021, the police came out and said, listen, the you people who think you're going to riot, these Floridians have guns in their house. And I tell every Floridian, not only should you have a gun in your house, it should be loaded and rocked and ready to go. And if you go in their house, I hope they shoot you. It's an amazing different psychological feeling in the state where the law-abiding are righteous versus Chicago, where the criminals are protected by politicians. There's a, there's a story being talked about. We have this new idiot mayor who looks a lot like Lori Lightfoot, just bigger with a more ridiculous hairdo. <laughs> and this guy said, you know, before you call these 40 kids who shut down and destroyed a 7-Eleven a mob, let's think about how we talk. This moron doesn't understand he's defending perpetrators and victimizing again the victim. And if we could get these stats broken down state by state, and you see where you allow cartels to bring their goods, including the children who are being sex trafficked, you have mayhem and chaos. And just break it down state by state, because this way we can prove our point. Is there any data on that? Yeah, well, it's actually interesting because Pornhub did a study about like what's most searched in these states, right? 
And the real thing that we have to know if you, to go behind that is that big tech is very dangerous, right? And tech is where we can track this kind of thing as well as the, as the crimes. But 65% of underage victims are recruited into, uh, in, through Facebook, 14% through Instagram, and eight through Snapchat. So first of all, 500,000 people, your kids are not safe. The, your, their phone is not an, a constitutional right. There's an app you can get on there. They can't, if they change their Apple ID, that you could have a mirror phone, spend a few hundred dollars a year, get a mirror phone and monitor everything your children are doing when there's a 60% children's depression issue in America and 80% uh, 80% saying that they thought, you know, 60% have thought about suicide and 80% have had depressionary issues post-pandemic. We are in a crisis with, you know, 20% of kids, uh, girls saying they've been in rape. We're in a crisis of mental health at the same time. So our kids are really oh. vulnerable and they're being predated. And then what you're talking about, the statistics, but behind that, Sean, the big thing is, the most important thing is, is that America needs to get off the teat. We need to get off like labor at the border. We need to stop being perverts in our private space. So we need to get off of porn. It's changing people's neuroplasticity. You know, find a way to get intimate with your wives and husbands. Like find a way to... Uh, even if she looks like Jan Schakowsky, change. Even if she, even if she looks like Jan Schakowsky, because I'll tell you what, that's a deal breaker for me. I love Jan I love my wife to death, but I, I, I showed my wife Jan Schakowsky. I said, "This is you could do anything you want, but you turn into this. We're done." Uh, in the meantime, it's interesting to see how in these Democrat-run areas there is a, a, a an uptick of bringing children to cross-dressing events, transvestite shows and whatnot. And I have to tell you, when you see the argument and you realize the kind of offense that those who would advocate for sexualizing these children, in Illinois, there's a fascinating thing happening in the south part of the state where these these parents are motivated and they're, they're out in front. And of course, I'm going to bring my child to this area. What in society ever changes that? Because the reality is we've had porn for half a century, maybe more, 70, 80 years. Porn's been around. In your estimation, what is it that allows mothers and fathers that they would even think this is a good idea? I mean, they have a festival that happened two weeks ago. You wouldn't believe it if, if, you, if you didn't see it. And the parents are there and they're bringing their own children. Now the kid is done. It's like when you see drug dealers bring their kids to drug deals. It's over with. What do you do now? Well, first of all, we know what it is, Sean. It's cultural Marxism. It's been in place since the 70s. They're going to deteriorate the American family, our moral values, our financial system. You know, it's a long psychological war through corporatism and, and also through our institutions and through education. And, they're, you know, they are making great progress. Great news is when Trump came in, we rolled it back intensely. The great news is they just, they just stopped all of this in Italy. The great news is they just slaughtered all the... Uh, bad fentanyl dealers in the Philippines, right? I mean, sometimes a harsh law within due process can be, you know, can turn uh. society around. So that's the first thing I want to say is like my, my article calls out, it just says we need extremely harsh laws for anybody connected to fentanyl. It should be three strike everywhere. Forget the woke DAs touching kids, trafficking children. This is, this is the fight. We need to bring that red line back into the forefront. And it doesn't matter what party or politics or what's going on in transgenderism. You know, that's another that's uh, parents need to make that choice for themselves. 
But when they cross this line, I think it's 20 years of life. I think we've really got to we got to we've got to turn you know, it around in the nation because we're not only consuming the most porn, we're hurting those children. Well, and, and, and the drugs is insane. And if you look at these Democrat areas like mine, they're so excited to sell marijuana to bust outs that they allow them to buy it with government funding. You know, they're, they're subsidized. The government, they can spend their their government cheese at the dispensary and all the politicians on the Republican side, they hold it strong. The distribution and licensing of these, it's something to see. You know, Judd, I think maybe if we start smaller. Because you're never going to get anybody to 20 years. You'll hear the sob stories and the Hunter Biden bust out scumbags out there. And, oh, what are you going to do? It's family. What if you just did something simple? And I'm curious to know what you think about this. Something real, real simple. Pedophiles and drug dealers can never receive welfare of any kind. Done. Nothing. Because what we do is we pay these lowlifes. We pay drug dealers. We pay pedophiles. We set them up. We pay their rent, their food, and the rest of it. What if we just stop that? We could sell it as we're cutting the deficit. I see the, the Biden supporters get all excited when he lies to them about the deficit. This will actually cut the deficit, and it will stop incentivizing scumbags. What do you think? I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great idea, and I think we've got two different things going on, right? Right. I think that the, the, the gender issue that's coming up and uh, getting to our children, the sexualization of our kids, I think it's more of a repressive, regressive move toward fe- women's rights. I mean, women followed black Americans into, into suffrage, right? They finally get to equal, equal value, equal pay, equal rights. We're complete, we, we get to this level of our society, and now we're debasing everything that's feminine, calling people birthing people, and, <laughs> et cetera. I, I don't want to say it on the air. So I think we've got one thing going on, which is really the debasing. I hate to get too psychologically crazy here, man, but, you know, we're debasing the divine masculine and the feminine, which the, the family together, not broken, not separated as communists want us to be, it, it's holy and it's good. Yeah. So I think we need to, that, that, we're talking about the war on the family. And then the other side, we're talking about this, this, this level of perversion and tolerance, special rights, special classes for criminals. I think they should carve out people that affect our kids or involved with fentanyl, fentanyl or children. You know, I know it's a hard bar, but I think it's, I think it's possible, you know, because the 460% increase in fentanyl coming in. Oh, it's and insane. Death it's in insane. two years. You know, and ju- I think it's intentional from the cartel, Sean. If they degrade oh, our course kids it is. with these drugs, I think, I think they know what they're doing. You know what I'm shocked about, Judd? And seriously, I, I am amazed there isn't a vigilante out there. I'm amazed. That there isn't some guy out there just saying, you know what, I think I'm going to take care of this. Because that's kind of to the point we're at. When you turn the government that has one job and one job only, and that is to protect citizens, and it says, nah, we're going to protect the criminal. What are you going to do? And, uh, you know, it's not going to be long. They're going to, the wrong kid is going to be affected by this. And the father will be one of those guys that HBO keeps making movies and money off of. And it'll be it'll be interesting to see. But uh, I Robert hope De Niro, look at it. I mean, you're bringing up the De Niro case. They immediately they immediately get the drug dealer and the underage kids because it's it's a, it's a woke celebrity. Yeah. But let me tell you something. Our justice system is broken. Most people they have to actually hire people on like with criminal costs, a civil cost to get their criminal case. Everything that most of Black America has been saying, the system's broken. It's broken now for every gender. 
Yeah. I mean, every race, <laughs> sorry, I, gender race. It, I don't see any of them, Sean. <laughs> no, I just wish to God Charles Bronson would have had the doctor that Jimmy Carter apparently has. Because we need Charles Bronson, not Jimmy Carter. It's 150, for God's sakes. In the meantime, I love Judd Dunning, especially when you're on Newsmax. I love the fact you make time for me, even though I know you are the co-host of Bullet Point Nation and the host of Unapologetic with Judd Dunning. You are my California connection. And uh, I look forward for the phone call when you tell me you're moving by me in Florida. Hey, thanks, buddy. And just to let everybody know, at JuddDunning.com, everywhere, at JuddDunning and all the socials. It's such a pleasure to be here. You're, you're one of the greats. Oh, thanks yeah, thank you. You are. It's my pleasure. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I'm here to tell you why failure is the objective of a corrupt government, because it's within that failure comes their strength. It's within the emergencies and the chaos comes the people's ability to release their freedom and their liberty and their property rights and turn it over to the most corrupt pathological people in its society, the politicians. You see, the fact that this idiot has been nothing but a whore his entire life, five fracking decades of pay-to-play bribery right in your face, and the idea he's not yanked out of office right now, I don't care if you bring in the tramp or who you bring in, but you have to get this moron out of place. You None of that is true. He made a fortune in Ukraine, in China, in Moscow, and various not other places. True. My son has not made money in terms of this thing about, uh, what are you talking about, China. I have Wrong. not had it. The only guy made money from China is this guy. He's the only one. Nobody else has made money from China. Wrong. Well, we know that's not true. That was President Biden claiming in both 2020 presidential debates that his son Hunter Biden has not made any money from China. The Washington Post is now handing Biden four Pinocchios for this claim, writing, quote, in court last week, his son has said he earned hundreds of thousands of dollars from Chinese business deals. I believe, Mikey said he made at least $600,000. That's what we know of. Of course, there is even more indications of further money made from bank records. From- You're looking at a 50 to 100 million dollars. Who paid them? Communist Chinese. Who paid them? The oligarchs in the former Soviet Union and abroad. Who welcomes them? Europe, which is bankrupt. Why? I know why. Hey, so one item for all of you at the top. Uh, today, OECD's agree- o- today's OECD agreement shows how American leadership and diplomacy can advance the economic interests of American working families. A global minimum tax of 15%, up from 0% today, will finally even the playing field. For- a global minimum tax. Why would an American administration advocate for a global minimum tax? Meaning foreign countries would erode our sovereignty, foreign countries would get a piece of American companies' revenue, not only nullifying our sovereignty, but enriching corrupt governments, the same ones that bribed the dimwitted diapers, the feeble fascist, and his crack-whack son. Yes. Amazon, Apple, and Nike are among the companies likely to face the new 15% U.S. corporate minimum tax. This is a very, very, very big deal. The Joint Committee on Tax... That was Schmuck Schumer. Why would American representatives advocate for foreign governments' ability to tax 
American companies. This is why foreign governments bribe, bribe the American Democrats, among with some Republicans. Right, Mitch? Mitch, where is your chin, you old lady face bastard? Has he said anything since the interview? Still having the stroke? All right. Taxation estimates the new tax will add around $222 billion to U.S. government coffers over the next 10 years. Oh, 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 that's because the U.S. can tax companies that sell products and foreign companies. But that is nothing compared to the innovators of property rights and entrepreneurship. That's nothing compared to what foreign countries can tax our American companies. Here are some key details on how it would work. Until now, a wealth of deductions, credits and loopholes in the federal tax code has allowed some companies to report no income or negative income. To- now, this is a foreigner, if you couldn't tell by that accent. There is no such thing as a loophole. There is no such thing as a loophole. As far as deductions, what that allows is companies that spend their money on growth, spend their money on costs, to not pay taxes on that money. That is why the youngest country is the richest. There should be zero corporate tax on every corporation because corporations are the ones that make the world go round, not governments. See, governments are insatiable. Governments are corrupt. And governments have a hidden agenda. Every time they spend the money that's allocated, they get a raise. $550 billion was saved by taking the time to find out that we already have other programs doing what the new program proposes to do. I've already expressed a number of concerns about this program, but what should alarm us most about this reauthorization is that GAO already found much of this program to be duplicative of other agencies in a report from 2021. Hey, has that moron with the felt hair, Mike Pence, has he talked about this? I mean, Mike, you were a congressman. You were the vice president. You're a traitor to your principles. What are you going to do about the global minimum tax that apparently is celebrated by Democrat corrupt whores who are bribed by foreign countries to weaken American companies, American economy, and strengthen the foreign coffers of the corrupt governments, the same ones that bribe them? American workers and taxpayers. President Biden, Secretary Yellen, and the entire administration worked overtime to rally more than 130 countries, representing more than 90% of the world's GDP, to ensure that profitable corporations pay their fair share. And the ramifications of this corruption? Uh, we want to bring you this breaking news. Fitch has downgraded the U.S. credit rating to a double A from a triple A. Uh, they note the difference in governance between double A rated countries versus triple A rated countries. Also, uh, you know what the difference is in governance? Corrupt, poor politicians paying homage to the pimps that bribed them. Uh, the continuous or the, the many, many political showdowns surrounding the debt limit. We knew uh, when the debt limit showdown was going on that Fitch was considering at this downgrade. Where's Kevin McCarthy? Is he on vacation? Oh, they're on vacation. How about this? You know how we could cut costs? Let's pay these crooked bastards by the day and only if they actually work. Want to do that? You know, the way it was in the founding documents, they weren't supposed to become an oligarchy. Because they were never supposed to become millionaires by being bribed, able to keep the money and paid. What we have now is so unmoored from the principles of this nation, which mean the only restraints in it are on government, 
not the Americans, not the American companies, but on these crooked bastards. That's why I will be introducing and attaching to this bill and letting the bill go, frankly, if we can agree today to attach a small bill, but I think that have could have profound implications over government. This is called the Duplication Scoring Act. So what would happen is every time someone gets a genius idea how they're going to fix your life or fix your business with another law, there would have to be a duplication score. And government would come forward and say, oh, well, we have 32 programs that already do the same thing. Or we have 32 programs that aren't working that do the same thing. It would be the, what a government should normally do before creating a new program. Find out if we already have existing programs. And Rand Paul is not the topic of conversation because this country doesn't want an answer. It wants a bull jive lie. Migrants and moving them out of police stations and into armories. My position has not changed. Um, that transitioning uh, individuals out of police stations is still top of mind. Finding more um, adequate places for shelter uh, for families, that is top of mind. Having full wraparound services uh, for families who wish to call the city of Chicago their home, that is still top of mind. Top of mind? Why wasn't paying your frickin' water bill top of mind? You with the faux hawk. Big Lori Lightfoot, bust out. 200000 you couldn't pay the water bill? Now you're in charge of the city. I wish it, I could only buy puts, which means I want to sell it short because it's run by another bust out corrupt Marxist. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. You know, Squirrel, why would I mention Jan Schakowsky's name? I was hungry. Mentioned her name, I threw up a little bit in my mouth. I can't eat now. In fact, I think I stumbled onto a cure for our fat friend, Cream Puff Jim. I've got an idea, Cream Puff. Jan Schakowsky wallpaper. You'll walk out of there like Don Knotts. What do you say? I, I, I see that uh, Trump bought a new red tie. That was an improvement. You think the front groups are Republican Party, Alec and the Heritage Foundation and Hillsdale and all these other Republican front groups are buying a new set of clothes. No. Remember Lincoln when the little girl wrote him a letter and said, well, you better grow a beard if you're going to get elected president of the United States. You and think that's why he had the beard and not his boyfriend that he slept with, which was the custom from what I hear? <laughs> Let me ask you a question. You completely ignored my Jan Schakowsky wallpaper. I think I should patent that and talk a toys. I want to make some money off of you fatties. This way, you can't eat enough. You got the Jan Schakowsky wallpaper. You're never going to eat again. And you need the Tonka toilet seat to not fall off. What do you think? Well, all I can say is uh, the front runner for the GOP needs a new wardrobe. That's eight years of that. Eight years of that. Eight years of that. That outfit is too much. You know know why he created that tie so long? For chubby guys such as yourself. This way you can go to the top of the belt where it's supposed to go. You should get yourself one of those. Them, I, could lend them, I could lend them 10 times better than that tie. Oh, let me tell you something. You couldn't get in your own jacket. You need Pritzker's slaves to help you get dressed. Thank you very much for the call. But he wears the same th- stuff because it's red, white, and blue, squirrel. Everybody knows that. Tony Riverside. Hey, Sean. What do you think the percentage of Americans are that... <clears throat> are aware of the fact that the government is not a money-making entity. I think it's, it's half of the people that normally vote Republicans and zero of the ones that vote Democrat. So I think you're looking at about 20 
to 30% of the country that understands the fundamental principles of what an economy is and why America was the youngest and the richest. The rest are morons. But I can also come to that conclusion when you drive, especially in Democrat areas. These fracking morons. You can make a right on red, you stupid son of a dog. There's not an idiot in a Prius that knows that. Dumb bastards. Thank you, Tony. I Have a good night. Dave in Libertyville. Hey, Sean. Yeah. Don't we give uh, millions of dollars to all these countries every year? <laughs> no. I want you to say something. Forget about millions. We just stop thinking small? We give well, billions, baby. Yeah. Billions. And you're asking me what happens to that money? It gets stolen. And then what happens is they hire lobbyists. Let me explain it to you. The lobbyists kick 30% back to the Democrats and the moron Republicans, and the numbers get bigger. And I've just described the Ukrainian-Soviet war. President Zelensky is under fire for corruption. Here. I'll bet you that the Bentley dealership in Kiev sold more than the Bentley dealership in Barrington. Anybody want to touch that? I didn't think so. I'll be back in 21 hours. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 